Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. As always, Chad Hampsh and Keith Chancy. And a special privilege today, we have an alumni from 10 years ago, Andy Pendergrass, in studio with us. Andy, good to have you here. It's good to be here, Chad. Um, we have been discussing, uh, this is really part two of this series. And, uh, last time we talked a little bit about just the problem of pain and suffering and the hope that comes from, uh, the knowing Christ and the gospel. We want to take it a step further here and talk about forgiveness. And, um, Andy, we've, you, you, Keith and I have kind of been huddling this morning talking about a bunch of stuff. Talk a little bit about just kind of your journey when it comes to the issue of forgiveness, and then maybe we'll look at a couple of, of scriptures that kind of help anchor what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I didn't expect to find myself in a podcast studio this morning, but <laughs> as, as I just stopped in to visit you guys and, and we were talking about life, and I don't know if anybody could possibly have a conversation with, with you two without touching on some really um, meaningful topics. Um, and so, no, we were... We talked about forgiveness and and how important it is, and you know I, I told you guys that I just feel like life is just continues to be this story of this merry go round of needing forgiveness and needing to forgive somebody and needing to forgive myself, and it's just forgiveness is such a such a pervasive thing in the story of life in general, and I was I was talking about. Yeah, I just ran for political office and I had opponents in in the race and you know you're out there it's public you know people have signs in their yard and are posting things on social media and the money part of it's public which is that's probably the thing that gets the most personal yeah, right yeah, like you painful. know yeah. I can see who's giving money to my opponents and I'm like man they really want me to lose and um that that's hard that that's some hard stuff and I really realized that those I have a choice when I when I'm in that arena um or when when I'm thinking about those things and 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 don't get me wrong people say politics isn't personal it's very personal yeah yeah that's it's exactly what it is and so gosh when you see somebody I mean it's not it's not like you know in my part of the world where you're either like a Saints fan or a Cowboys fan I mean it's literally me against two other people. And so you're either not a fan of me uh, or you are. And so the people who aren't, um, you know, I have a choice of how I respond to that. And, uh, you know, there's, you put, you have expectations for people that you maybe didn't realize. And so, you know, you see your opponent sign in somebody's yard or you see they gave them money and you're like, man, I thought we were like, I thought we were good. I thought we were friends. I thought we were close even, you know, what's, what's the deal. And there's some bitterness that can not just leak into your life. I mean, it can flood into your life and you have to choose what to do with, with that. And what I've really seen is, is it's an opportunity for forgiveness. It's an opportunity for just taking a step back and be like, and being like, there are things that may be at play here that I don't even understand. Mm -hmm. And I I need to not feel like, you know, I'm the 
the creator of all that is and, and everything that happens revolves around what I think should happen. And so it's, it's really taking a step back into a place of humility. And from that place, you can start to forgive yourself for having these expectations. You forgive them for, you know, maybe they said something on social media about me and, you know, I have a choice of how, to deal with that, yeah. to deal with it, and how my relationship is going to be with that person going forward, and it can I can either choose to allow bitterness to just be how I feel about that person, or you know, I can allow that bitterness to poison a relationship and and assign character qualities to that person that are unfair, yeah, and. And I can, I can let that fester forever and, and never be at peace with, with that person or those people, or I can just forgive and be like, you know what, this is fine. They probably don't even remember that they said it. They, they like, this was not a big deal to them. Yeah. It's yeah. such a big deal to yeah, me. Yeah. They're not hurting at right? all. <laughs> like they, so it's just bothering me. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they want, they don't want me to hold a grudge. They, you know, my, they might not even know a grudge exists. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, now that I've won the election and, and I've, you know, a, a small audience where I'm at, you know, but I have a small audience and they look at how I behave. Yeah. And so if I behave in a way toward the people who, you know, my opponents, it would be the most obvious people that I can you know interact with and, and they see something, they're going to be looking. If somebody sees me around one of my opponents, they're going to be looking to see how that's going. You know, yeah. people like to see some drama, some conflict. And so if me and my opponents are shaking hands and patting on the back and, you know, if we look like we're cool, that's going to be a marked thing for them to be like, man, like that's a, that's not what I expected. I I didn't expect those guys to be cool like that. I mean, they just spent a whole lot of money running against each other and, but they're cool. And and so that's a, that's a choice that you get that I get to make is to, just to forgive and be like, all right, it's over. Yeah. Let's just let this be over. Yeah, that's good. Let, let, let's interact with a couple of scriptural passages yes. that are, are um, well said and not very easy to apply. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, immediately I think about Ephesians 4, uh, forgive as the Lord forgave you, mm. right? Just mm. It just kind of drops mm. that bomb mm. on you. I'd love to hear you respond and then Keith uh, jump in as well. But what does it mean when, when basically – the author there communicates that we are to forgive at the standard that Christ has forgiven us. First of all, it's impossible, but it, it sets that bar of, Hey, no matter how much some you think somebody hurts you, it's not even close to how much grief that, that the Lord must feel, you know, when, when he sees his children sinning, I mean, like there is just doesn't hold a candle to, the massive amount of forgiveness that it took to send his own son to, to die for the sins of humanity. I mean, all right, man, your little, your little feud that that's bothering you, you know, really fun to hold on to, right? (laughs) right. Like that's not going to get it done, bud. like you're called, you're called beyond that. Mm. Keith, I'd love to get you to interact there too. Uh, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's, that is a massive standard and uh, a very difficult expectation. You know, that's, Chad, that's so right. It, it, it's so hard to understand, you know, the when the devil throws things at you, 
and you don't want to forgive because you feel like you had a entitlement, you feel like you had something really you needed to hold against that person, man, it is tough. And I was thinking about this, you know, because so many people, myself, so much included, I want to clean up my life before I ask God's forgiveness or others' forgiveness. And that is so wrong because God doesn't need me to clean up my, you know, life first. He needs me to go to him first. And and what's what handicaps so many of us is that we are we are paralyzed by our inability to forgive because we feel like we have a right to hold that against somebody when in all reality Jesus death on the cross just like Andy said is everything to us and when I get it and I put it in perspective and I go that is my reality that is my faith then Chad it's amazing how much I love others so much better because I quit needing them or myself to change, but I allow the Spirit of God to change us. That's so good and so well said. So uh, another scripture I'd love for you guys to interact with um, is is found in Matthew 18. And probably most of us know this Matthew 18 passage and um, the importance it has. Uh, it lays out a, a great parable, a great story about forgiveness, but it, but it starts off um, dealing with the quantity of forgiveness that we're supposed to give. And um, and one of the reasons this is so important is because we probably all have people in our life that habitually hurt us, <laughs> uh, habitual pain causers, if you will. And so Peter asks Jesus a question. He says, uh, Jesus, you know, how often should I forgive my, my neighbor? And then Peter, this is hilarious, Peter says, uh, should, should it be three times? Which that's what the rabbis would teach. You, would te- you, you only had to forgive somebody for the same thing three times. Wouldn't that be nice? That you could be done at three. And then Jesus' response is not three, but what? 70 times seven. 70 times seven. So, and, and really, is Jesus saying, hey, just forgive 490 times? Or what's actually happening in that passage? Yeah, he's saying, no matter how tired you get of doing it, you're not done. You, you, there's more forgiveness in the tank. Mm. You know, it's like you go to your workout and your, your, your trainer, your coach is like, you've got. 10 more reps. You've got more. You've and got you're going, more. no, I don't. And they, no, never, I don't. they never, you th- you don't think you do, but they never get to a point where they don't think you have some in the tank. It's, it's that it's, it's the perpetual, Hey, you've got more forgiveness in the tank. Um, then, then you you want to believe and, and you're going to have to access that, that that's left in the tank. Um, you know, we all, we all have those, those people in our lives who are, our nemesis, you know, for whatever reason, it just, we don't even know sometimes what, how it came about, Yeah, but we all have that person, you know, that it's just, there's a rivalry there for some probably unimportant reason. And, and that's where this comes into play. It's like, gosh, for whatever reason, I just keep coming into this situation with this person. When is this going to be, you know, and, and we are called in that in that relationship to just keep forgiving, just keep turning the cheek. And that's what, that's what our culture needs so badly. Y'all our culture is at a place where you can't be friends with somebody who you're supposed to be enemies with or that, or even you disagree with, or that you disagree with, like, you know, politically or anything. I mean, golly y'all let's forgive people and let's ask for forgiveness and let's look for opportunities to demonstrate this. We've got enough opportunities of petty rivalries. Let's let's find opportunities for meaningful reconciliation. Yeah. 
That's good. Keith, um, we, we obviously all have people in, in our, our life that have caused pain. And, and sometimes, uh, as Andy was saying, that pain happens over and over and over again. And even for the same reasons, what would you encourage our audience with, with somebody that is dealing with, um, a relationship where it seems like the same issues keep coming up again and again and forgiveness is, is needed and desired, but also it's like at a certain point you're like, I'm weary of, of offering forgiveness. What would your encouragement be there for them? You know, Chad, that's a great question because I think it's one in which so many of us on a daily basis have those people in our life that have hurt us. And we think that the right response is just to avoid them. And so what we do is we run and we hide and we go, we'll even go uh, the opposite direction when we see them coming because we go, I don't want to deal with them because they don't, they had, they didn't hear the first time. So they're probably not going to hear today. So we run and we allow them to hold us hostage. So Chad, what I would say is, is just the simplicity of this. Our message is in, in forgiveness is helping someone to understand the cross and helping them understand Jesus. And our message is in the gift of forgiveness, that it is a gift that we allow people to understand a personal relationship with Christ. And the way that I allow them to understand that personal relationship with Christ is first and foremost, I've got to show them Christ in me that I'm willing to forgive them, even though it is 70, what seems like 75 more times they've done it. And and I'm so frustrated with them that I go, you know what? I'll keep doing this forever because I love you too much to let you keep uh, dealing with your sin. And I will be there as a friend to love you, to be a part of your life and to encourage you because I love you that much because Christ loves you that much too. And so, you know, Chad, what I just really believe is that I have to stay in people's lives. You know how I learned that is through my kids. You know, it's it's amazing how you see yourself in your kids. And so I would see Cameron, boy, doing the same thing over and over again. I go, what is wrong with him? Oh yeah, he's me. And as I began to realize how much I need to forgive him, how much I was forgiven, it allowed my patience not to wear out when I went, you know what? I am going to love him again and again and again. And no matter how bad he is, that's Jesus loves me that much. And so in my efforts to show him his love, I realize how much love I've been shown. And so therefore I show a whole lot more. Mm, That's good. That's good. Uh, what a great reminder that those of us that have received salvation have ultimately received the ultimate forgiveness. And Christ forgave sins, past, present, and future. Uh, and he calls us as the body of Christ to do the same. And so, Andy, Keith, thank you guys so much for just sharing biblical wisdom with us today on how we can go out. And we would just encourage you today, if you have a relationship that is broken, Uh, that you stop this podcast right now and you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit, show me right now who it is in my life that I need to take forgiveness. And then don't wait. Do it today. you got 24 hours. Go do it. Offer forgiveness because we are to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. We thank you for joining us here on the Canacuck Institute podcast. Special thanks to Andy for joining us, even when he didn't know he was. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Canacuck Institute podcast.